Welcome to your Lot and Parcel podcast. Our mission is to emphasize the importance of preserving historic landmarks for future generations, mental health, physical well-being, and a safe family home environment. We value your monetary support. Here's your host, Benjamin F. Diaz. What is mortgage note investing? Well, simply put, it is a form of investing that allows an individual like you or an entity to purchase mortgage notes from a bank, hedge funds, or from other note investors. And you begin to collect the monthly mortgage payment, true passive income, I must say. My guest is the president at the Pier Harbor Group, LLC, and she is here to tell us more. Here she is, Tanya Brown. Thank you, Tanya, for coming on your Lot and Parcel show. I'm really grateful that you've taken time to explain note investing, mortgage note investing. So, hey, before we get into our discussion, uh, Tanya, tell us your story and uh, and also the uh, the organization that you work with. Certainly. Well, thank you so much for having me on. So I started in real estate investing about a little over 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. and I was dabbling in buy and holds. I had a couple of rentals, and then I jumped over into flips, and then I jumped over into wholesaling. And then I was like, okay, I've done everything that they told me to do that to get, you know, financial freedom in in real estate. And then I said, this isn't my niche. None of it is. And Mm -hmm. so I said, well, let me look into tax liens and buying up tax liens. Maybe that'll that'll trigger me and help me out. Mm-hmm. And as I was looking into tax liens, I came across mortgage note investing. And when I came across mortgage note investing, I said, what is this? And when I understood that it's individuals owning other people's mortgages and receiving the payments, I was sold. I said, this cannot be a thing. Is it real? And so after I did that, I looked further into it and further into it. And then I took a training and I was like, this is really something that I could do. And then I kind of just went head forward into it and and just kind of have loved it ever since. And I think I love it mainly because there are people behind each of these notes and every note is different and the workout is different and you're benefiting and helping not only individuals stay in their homes, but you're also building up communities and providing opportunities for people who otherwise would not have these opportunities to become homeowners. Mm-hmm. And so um, built out the Pier Harbor Group for two purposes. One, we help individuals build wealth through mortgage note investing. So we help people understand what it is note investing is. And then it could just be someone who wants extra income per month. They may want another thousand or two thousand dollars per month. We help them meet that goal. It could be that they're trying to build out their kids' education fund or their retirement fund. We help them meet those goals through those goals through mortgage note investing. And then Mm -hmm. we have a second component, which is our educational component for what I call the DIY investor, the one who are like me, who want to actually have their hands in their investments themselves. And these are people who want to learn note investing and do it for themselves and build out their own portfolios. And so we built out this educational component to teach people not only how to do note investing, how to source, how to evaluate, how to obtain their own and work them out, but also help them get into it so that they have their run start to actually purchase their first note and move forward with their their goals. 
Mm-hmm. This educational program, is there a cost for that? There is. So we offer two different educational components. We have one that is in, they're both online, but one is online live in which you do have a live instructor, which is Mm -hmm. me, a live instructor in front Mm -hmm. of you. And the other one is self-paced and the live one is Mm $14.99 and the self-paced one is $12.50. Very good. All right. So essentially uh, when someone buys a a home, In, uh, instead of the in lieu of the the the, the lender, national traditional lender, mm-hmm. it is a private person, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. So, what, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, just in, instead of being the big bank yeah. and doing what the big bank does, you become the individual investor, which has a lot of benefits. Yeah. Would you consider this passive income? Yes. Yes, it is passive income. But let me say, because people say, well, is it truly passive income? Mm -hmm. Yes, it can truly be passive income. Mm -hmm. So we say that with performing notes. So performing notes are notes where you have a good, strong borrower. The -hmm. borrower pays on time and they've been paying for the majority of the the term of the loan. So they're a good borrower. Then we have what we call non-performing notes, which are notes in which the borrower has defaulted. Non-performing notes require some work. And that's the work that that my company, we put in. And so you may have to touch base with the borrower, find out what happened. And if it's something that you can work through and help out the borrower to, you know, catch up, get back on schedule or modify the loan, then we work with them to modify. Otherwise, if they don't want to catch up, if they're just totally bad borrowers, then we have to go through the foreclosure process. Mm -hmm. But once you do have a performing note, because you can turn that non-performing into performing, or if you just purchase a performing note, which is that good solid note, it is truly passive income because if the borrower is strong, they just continue to pay and you continue to receive the payments through the term of the loan. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, uh, and what types of property are we, uh, are we looking at that are secured by your investment? Mostly what I do are single family homes. Single family. Okay. But there are commercial notes out there. We do get a handful of commercial notes every now and then, but mainly single family homes. Mm-hmm. Very good. So you buy these notes. This or there's a second note or uh, it could be a first uh, or mm-hmm. uh, uh, second or even uh, do you buy third notes on that same property? I do not know. Okay. And actually, okay. I don't You generally buy seconds. And so first position, I know if people who, who don't know the lien position, yes. first position means that you are the first lien holder of that mm-hmm. note you own. So if you're a first time homeowner and you go to Bank of America and you get your first mortgage through Bank of America, they're the first lien of that property of that loan. But then, you know, 10 years later, you may take out a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan. And so that would be considered the second lien on that property. And so people would just buy in the second space. They will Mm -hmm. just buy seconds. And some people will just stay in the first space. I like the first space because you're in control and and your first your you receive all of the benefits if that person should default and so i prefer being in first position so yes all of our notes are first position notes because yeah. uh, because i know sometimes if, if you are the second or even the third uh, you may sometimes be left out in the cold if there is exactly. a foreclosure you know so yes there's yes. a margin of risk there definitely it uh, is yeah um tanya i've been around for a little while and uh, in the industry and um, I came in in the right after Jimmy Carter's administration as a broker, and awesome. uh, and I saw a lot of creative uh, stuff going on. 
Yes. Everything was in the up and up, you know, but it was mm-hmm. creative. You had second and even third note because people yes. wanted a home. Rates within back there were 18, even 20 percent. It's crazy. To wow. buy a home, you know, and it, uh, I remember that. And uh, oh, yeah. But when you have a seller, he, he wants to sell his home. Mm-hmm. You have a buyer, but there's, 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 you know, there's ways to negotiate and put things together, you know. And right. I saw a lot of creative things, and uh, which it was good. And uh, I'm not sure if we're headed the same way at this point with this uh, environment uh, in the economy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I hadn't asked you. We hadn't talked about that. But what, what, what are your thoughts on that? On the economy today, as far as whether that's going to trigger more private notes or not. I think it possibly could, yes. And Mm -hmm. I say that because the environment we're in now, well, first coming out and through and out the pandemic, Mm -hmm. note investors were looking for that flood of non-performing notes that were going to come down. They were expecting a 2008 to happen in which, you know, the banks were dumping their defaulted mortgages for like 10 cents on the dollar and note Mm -hmm. investors were buying them up. Mm -hmm. And so the same thought came about Um, when 2020 hit, we hit this pandemic, we were like, oh my goodness, this is going to come. You started seeing people liquidating and getting ready for this big wave of non-performing notes. Mm. Then you had the moratoriums happen and then you had some other stuff. And so now you're starting to see a little bit trickle down, but I don't think it's going to be the tsunami that we saw in 2008. And so with that, people are, we, we, we switched around and now we've seen those interest rates, those 30 fixed year interest rates go mm-hmm. from two and three percent mm-hmm. to now six, seven percent. So the banks are dumping off more of those performing notes mm-hmm. that were originated at two and three percent. Yes. So that they can lend now at the six and seven percent. The mm-hmm. problem with those two and three percent is that they're not. They're liquidating them, but they're not selling them at much of a discount in order for anyone to have a large enough yield. You know, as a note investor, you're looking anywhere up of, I'm looking double digits, 10%, 11%, 12%, and that's on the low end. And so when you're used to those numbers and they're dumping off things at 2 and 3% with a minimal discount, you're not getting much of a yield. And mm-hmm. so... I, we're seeing those come through. I'm not seeing the tsunami of non-performing. So do I see a lot of this moving into private hands? Yes, mm-hmm. I can see it because mm-hmm. if you can get a lower rate and as a note investor, I can still make money providing you a 4 or 5% rate mm-hmm. as opposed to a 7 or 8% rate at the bank. Yes, mm-hmm. I can do it all day. Mm-hmm. And even if you were to do something like you just purchase, you could do these new construction builds. You could do a new construction build at, say, 200000 in an area where homes are going for 350000 400000 And mm-hmm. you could turn that note back at a decent interest rate. And that would be you holding it at that 4 or 5% interest rate. But you still have the spread between what you developed it at versus mm-hmm. what you sold it. And then the interest rate on top of it. So there's so many different ways to do this. The best, I mean, but ultimately it's buying at the discount mm-hmm. and then being able to provide that discount to your your borrower 
while also maintaining that spread for yourself. Okay, so when you buy these discount nodes, are you dealing with uh, lenders directly? Is that what we're talking about here? In some cases, yes. So we deal with the banks, we deal with hedge funds, but we also have brokers in the mix there also who are trickling down some of these assets. And then there's individual note investors who are just selling off their portfolios. Yeah, yeah. Um, For the sake of my audience, I mean, when you you buy a note, uh, how much as far as a percentage? I know you can't. There's a range there, of course. You're right. Uh, Typically, what's the discount on it? A discount for a performing note would be anywhere from like 85 to 90 cents on the dollar. Okay. And then for a non-performing note, you can go as low as 50 cents on the dollar, 50 to 65. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they go lower, but 50 to 65 cents on the dollar. And sometimes it it depends on the asset also, Mm -hmm. but in general, you can get them for around that. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I also, when I say discount, you're getting the discount off of the unpaid balance of the loan. It's not on the market rate of the property. It's uh, what's remaining on the balance of the loan. And so the borrower still owes what's remaining on the loan, but you're still purchasing it at the discount. The discount, exactly. Correct. Yeah, therefore it adds to your your yield. Correct. uh, Correct. Yeah. That's great. How does uh, the the return of investment compare with the stock market, Tanya? It doesn't compare at all. I was (laughs) the stock market. Okay. The stock market is so volatile. It's so volatile. Oh gosh, yeah. Um. uh, So I would say you can easily get twenty percent returns in note investing. Uh, You can't necessarily get that in the stock market. You can in a good year, but then with note investing, you can pretty much dictate what your years are going to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have a performing note and it's on 15 years left on it and it's doing well, you know, for the next 15 years, you're going to get a certain principal and interest every single month. Mm -hmm. So you can calculate what your ROI is going to be. However, if you're in the stock market, you're just hoping and wishing that, you know, the company does well that year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. hope they return. So yes, exactly. definitely stronger returns. Definitely, in, in there, there, there's a, a contrast, a stark contrast. There, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like you said, it's constant with a note uh, investment. Um, the stock market, it's so like you said, it's up and down. Uh, yeah, one year you do well, the next year, you know, you lose all of the the gain on it. Exactly. You know? And it's uh, unless a guy does it himself, you know, ride the waves. If he's mm-hmm. if he is sophisticated enough, but right. Most of us are not, you know. and uh, Exactly. We just ride it out and then at the end hope for the best. Exactly. I, I, I've uh, I've been in the markets, but as a direct investor, not having somebody take care of it for me, I, I've always been that way where, you know, I, I like to have my hands into it and have the decision making on what goes and what does I'm not. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the exact same way, yes. You know, but it's, uh, it's taught me a lot, you know. It, of course, you, there's a learning curve there, you know. Like mm-hmm. everything else, and then like there is with the note investing, and I think it's a good business. Uh, note investing. Um, you are listening to your Lot and Parcel podcast. Please tell a friend and support the educational program by leaving us a rating or review. We thank you in advance. We are spending time with the president of the Pier Harbor Group, LLC, and she's telling us when you invest in mortgage notes, there is no landlording. Forget the broken toilets. 
tenants, termites, not to mention those late night calls. This is pure passive income, she says. And to learn more about this model of investing, the link is found in the show notes. Here she is again, Tanya Brown. So strictly his first notes, right? Yes. The first note. Um, do you mind if I ask you if you could share a recent mortgage note? Uh, investment you folks sure. were okay sure um i will share this one that we just exited it's the freshest uh, in my mind but right. we just exited one in october it was a non-performing note mm -hmm. that we purchased in richmond virginia and it was actually vacant so it was a i keep calling it a haunted house and it was <laughs> right across it was right yeah. across the street from a cemetery oh and gosh, it had, okay. yeah, it had right. a hole in the roof oh and so uh, a squatter was in there and um, so the person who had purchased it, uh, originally purchased it, was the plan was to remodel it and have it to be a a four unit uh, home, a four unit apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And so she never got around to it and then decided to she started defaulting on the loan. And so anyway, we purchased it for only ten thousand dollars. There was about twenty, twenty five owed on it. Mm -hmm. But we purchased it for ten thousand dollars. And then we just immediately went in and started to foreclose on the property. Sure. And so we ended up foreclosing on it. But in the middle of us uh, getting the property back, that took about three months for us to actually get the property back. Mm -hmm. And so once we got the property back, we put it on the market. And once it was on the market, we got an offer at around, I think it was 75000 exactly. It was around 75000 yes. Mm -hmm. And we said, okay, that's great. And they were giving us a 5% equity stake. We were like, excellent, let's go for it. Mm -hmm. Well, after we said, let's go for it, someone set the place on fire for oh. us. Yes. Oh. Oh, <laughs> so we said, oh. <laughs> okay, wow. So the buyer, bro he, he dropped out. And I was thinking, why are you dropping out? Because, I mean, you were going to demolish it anyway. He's like, nope. So he dropped out of the deal. And then we had the the Richmond uh, code officials. They were contact, contacting us like every day mm -hmm. saying, you know, clean up this rubble. It fell in the street. So they were kind enough to move the rubble out of the street for us. Mm -hmm. But then they they it was actually they were in a three month. They were three months behind in us getting a permit to actually have somebody come in there and clean it up. So we were like, well, our hands are kind of tied because mm -hmm. we can't get everything done. They said, put a fence around it. So we said, OK, we'll put a fence around it. So we put a fence around it to satisfy code enforcement. Sure. And. And then we turned around and we put it back on the market as is. In the meantime, we did have $15,000 in um, insurance. So we did insure it. So we got our $15,000 back. Mm -hmm. So we had put in $10,000, $5,000 to get it back through the foreclosure process. Mm -hmm. So we got that $15,000 total back. Then we put it on the market and we just said, just put it out there to see if it'll sell for $60,000. Mm -hmm. Within about three weeks, it sold. No demo needed. They were going to clean it all out. We just said, fine take it as is. So we literally sold burnt up ashes for $60,000. Yeah, we already got our 15 back that we outlaid right. and then made, we had a couple other expenses dealing with the uh, burnout and the fence and so forth. So yeah. it was around a $57,000 profit, which wasn't bad for having to deal with the the headache. No, no, it's, 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 uh, it's great. Uh, yeah. My goodness. Okay. Well, yeah, I, and I, that, I, I, 
Go, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the benefit, though, also of being a note investor yeah. is that you're kind of buying in front of everybody else because who we sold it to was a, a flipper. It was someone who oh, okay. turns around and flips and, and develops new areas and develops homes. So we're in the front end. You're buying at the balance of the loan and not at market rate, you have a step ahead of everybody else. So we're the ones, the note investors are the ones selling to wholesalers and selling to fix and flippers. And so it's kind of the benefit getting in on the ground floor of being able to do this and providing inventory to other people. It's still yeah. at a great discount. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's a great spot to be right up front, you know, Indeed. of the line and uh, be able to do that. Uh, which rather paves the way for me to ask you about joint ventures and partnership ventures, uh, partnership opportunities. Can you expand on that a little bit? Certainly, yes. So we do joint ventures. We don't have a fund. And I say as of yet, mm -hmm. we don't have a fund. So we work with individuals through partnerships or joint venture partnerships. So if there's anyone that's interested in finding out more about notes, how they can get these notes into their portfolio, whatever their goals are, they mm -hmm. come to us. We work with them. We ask them, what is it that you want? It could be that they want an extra $1,000 in their, their, their $1,000 more each month. They may just want to add another extra money to their retirement. They may be trying to build out their child's education fund. Whatever the, the goal is, we try to meet that goal. And so we partner with them in order to get these mortgage notes into their personal portfolio so that they can start reaching those goals. Mm -hmm. And so we do that through joint partnerships. Through private lending is actually an investment in the Pier Harbor Group. And mm -hmm. so that's through a promissory note in which we aim to give back a 10 or 12% return. So it would be through the promissory, promissory note. 10, 12% return in which you're investing in the company, but it is secured by the notes that we purchase. Mm -hmm. Secured, uh, essentially secured by the property itself. That's correct, the, correct. That's, that's the collateral. Yes. Uh, did, did you say you do also commercial property? Did I hear that? Or, we or do. We little? do some commercial. We don't get yeah. that much. We do more residential, mm -hmm. but we do. We occasionally get a commercial property here and there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And only in your area, or are you? Able oh to no, across the United States. That. Yes, Is that we. Right? Yes, we invest across the United States. In fact, in my personal portfolio, I do not own one note in Maryland. And everybody keeps asking me, "You don't own anything in Maryland?" I've lived in Maryland the majority of my life, <laughs> and I don't yeah, own one yeah. note. And so I would like to, but um, I've had the opportunity to buy a couple. But um, I've had some that have passed through my my portfolio, but I haven't um, mm -hmm. held on to them. And so uh, we buy nationwide. We try our best, especially when we're working with investors, to buy in non-judicial states. So states okay. where you don't necessarily have to go through the court system right. in order to foreclose because yeah. you can get in and out of them quickly, especially if we're dealing with non-performing notes. Yeah. So if we're in New Jersey or New York, we could be two, three years before we get out of something. And so mm -hmm. we try not to to bind up our our investors' money for that length of time. Yeah. Here in California, where I'm at, it is a non-recourse state. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, which means uh, you can foreclose on the trust deed. You don't have to go through a judicial yes. procedure, which which is good, because I, I tell you what, it can get pretty hairy, those judicial uh, court. Never been in one, and uh, I can't think of anyone going through that. Uh, uh, but uh, I understand it can be very complicated. Uh, it can. 
It definitely can. And unless you have, you know, the time to have your money tied up. So mm -hmm. I, I tell people it's not a bad thing to be in it. <laughs> Just know that your money could be tied up for some time. Well, so that return will have to be very nice for me in order to have it tied up for two, three years. Yeah. yeah. So let's say I have a listener uh, mm -hmm. listening to our discussion here. What would be the scenario that you would be looking for for him to have the incentive to call in as far as an investor or or uh, let's say I found this property. Uh, um, any idea on that? Uh, what, what would you be looking for? So mainly we, so when you say they're looking, they, they're looking at a property, are you looking right. for funding? Uh, it, it can be funding or, or as a, as a, um, as a purchase uh, as well, mm -hmm. or uh, yeah, but I don't know which, which from what aspect you do receive uh, calls like that, but uh for the most part, but uh, yeah, talk Indeed. to us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, we do from both angles, and so yeah. we can we do it from the angle of we receive inventory from hedge funds, from banks, from brokers, and we'll look at it. So it could be what we call tapes, which is just a list of all inventory that is out there for sale or all notes that are for sale, mm -hmm. and so we receive tapes of inventory and we'll evaluate that and we'll see what meets the criteria of our investors and then we'll purchase them. So we'll purchase inventory that way. We do have opportunities in which people come to us and say, hey, I have this, I have a, a property that I'm looking at, I'm looking to get it funded. Or they may say they have, uh, they're trying to sell out their notes for their their rehabs or mm -hmm. something along those lines. A couple of people have contacted us. They were looking to refinance a portfolio of land notes that they had mm -hmm. or a portfolio of rentals that they have. They come to us. And so any of those scenarios uh, we work with. And as long as we can we can come to a consensus and we can work together and have an agreeable, you know, balance between what we can do, we work with you. There you go. Yeah. And dealing with lenders, um, we're talking about their inventory as to what they call REOs, right? Real estate on? In some cases, but in, um, I don't definitely, we don't deal, deal too much with REOs. They become okay. REO yeah. once we get them. So if right. we're buying a non-performing note and we go through the foreclosure process and get it back, then yeah. it's REO, but it's our REO. There you go. If that okay. makes sense. So we're yeah, the yeah, bank yeah. At, that, at that point. You inherit that. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Yeah. So for an individual, um, let's say um, let's say I have a new, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, fifty, hundred thousand dollar note. Mm -hmm. I can sell that to you. Yes. Okay. We buy notes all day long. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and as far, of course, it depends on the on the uh, the property. I guess mm -hmm. you know there's different factors involved here to determine what kind of a discount you would provide, yes. correct? Oh. Yes, that is correct. And so we would look at the property, the value of the property, how the note has performed, where the note is located, and then we would determine if it would meet our criteria. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. We may be talking. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. I have dealt with notes, uh, not so much, you know, along the way. Um, but um, I, I do know how it works, and, and just to, uh, um, for the sake of my listenership, you know, to get an idea what can be done, you know, that sort of thing. Because I, I do know uh, investors that deal strictly with notes, you know, mm -hmm. private, they carry, they carry the notes themselves. Yes. And um, 
Go like ahead. seller seller finance notes. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I know uh, a lot of people are familiar with, with that because note investing isn't new. I think no. that it's just not widely known. Exactly. And yeah. and a lot of people know it as they've you mostly you have a mom and pop who've owned a couple of single family rentals. They get tired of them. They mm-hmm. sell them off and then they turn back the note or they carry back that note and they own it. And people don't see that as note investing, but it is. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, your, your organization will not consider a second note, correct? Or, we will or, consider them, yes. Consider? Okay. Um, but they're criteria that we, we okay. have to meet. I definitely wouldn't buy if the first isn't performing, but exactly. yes, we would look at them. Exactly. Because I, I know uh, right now, of course, as rates have gone up, let, let me throw this at you as a scenario. A lot of the FHAs, are, they are assumable, but you have to qualify for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, some do have plenty of equity there. Um, and sometimes a, a buyer uh, will give a good down payment, then the seller would carry back the difference. And I think it's headed that way because of the uh, the rates. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think if anybody wants to buy a home, uh, that would be the thing to look at first, I think, is the, the existing loan, whether it can be assumed or not, based on um, you know, the, the, how it was these past few years, which are very low rates, actually. I would have to agree. Yeah, compared to today. Definitely. Um, but uh, something like that. But I understand. Yeah, there's different factors that come into play to to, to see whether it is uh, 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 noteworthy, no, no pun intended, noteworthy. Yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, yes, you know, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure visiting with you. I think um, there is a market uh, with you know with what you are doing, and um, I think folks need to get uh, get to know uh, that a little more because it's definitely uh, uh, a way where you can uh, you know build some some legacy there. I think uh, for for your family and yes. uh, and by the way what's generally the term uh, as far as carrying the note uh, do you look at uh, is it short term long term or we look to hold for around 18 months 18 months okay 18 months yes now some of them if they're just going to sit in my in you know your retirement account or something sure. you might hold it until term i mean that's 15 <clears throat> 20 years of nothing but you know 3 4 500 dollar payments going into your account. That's something different. Right. But if it's a non-performing note, we may just get it to reperform, hold it, and dispose of it within that 18-month time frame. Yeah. So at that point, uh, you have the 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 um, the owner, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. to, to refinance, or is that how you, how you go about doing that? No, actually, we would just sell off the actual note. The actual note, okay. Yes, yep. And we just sell it to someone else, to another note investor. Yeah. Yeah. With the borrower, unbeknownst to the borrower, they would just get a notice from the servicer who yeah. services the loan saying your note has been sold. Yeah. Well, it's the, very much similar to what happens, you know, with your traditional. Exactly. Uh, servicing yes. company. You know, they just change the, the name on it. Terms yes. stay stay the same. Exactly. However, <laughs> if you just have a note that's performing so well, mm-hmm. I, I've got plenty of them just sticking in my, my self-directed IRA. Uh-huh. And it's just nicely adding to that. So okay. I'm, I'm holding on to those. I'm not disposing of those in 18 yeah. months. Those are my personal ones. But generally, gotcha. when we're trying to move our investors in and out, um, we're trying to get them within 18 yeah. months. I'm glad you mentioned that IRAs. I, I guess 401ks can be u- utilized mm-hmm. for that. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. I plan, I have a health savings account also. I haven't started putting any notes in it yet, but that's mm-hmm. the goal. I was like, why not have someone's mortgage pay my health health insurance and, and my premiums? Yeah. I mean, my co-pays, why not? Yeah, very good. You're a smart gal, you know that? Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Well, you figured it out. And that's uh, that's the main thing, you know, and, and I appreciate that you delved into, at the outset, you mentioned you, you got into flipping and doing other things, but this, uh, it really uh, fits uh, how yes. you feel about doing things. And it's, uh, it's, it's a good deal. I think it is. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. And, I appreciate uh, it. Thank yeah, you so much. You, this was I, fun. I, I think what you had to say was educational and, and to the point. And uh, me, I don't like the him and haw around, you know, and you just get to the point here, you know. So I, I think you did that. You did that for me. That's great. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming on your lot and parcel show. And I, and I wish you continued success, Tanya. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. The theme music has been provided by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in the podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. We hope you will join us in supporting home and family through your monetary funding. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org.